This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 54. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Lauren Pittenger. Lauren is a front-end WordPress designer and developer. Her degree's in English, but she's always had a strong interest in design, and she also earned a web design certificate. She is also obsessed with her cat, as am I. Hello, Lauren. Welcome. Hi. Hey, Lauren. How are you? Thanks for joining us on the show today. Can you tell us a little bit more than what Tara just shared? Yes. uh, Thank you for having me. So, as Tara said, I'm a front-end designer and developer, and I actually work for Liam in his um, company, LB Design. And so, together, we design and build websites for our clients. So... Glad we got that out of the way up front. So you were, you and Liam work together, and um, we have, you and I have met as well and interact a lot online. So we're really excited, though, to have you on Hallway Chats today because there's a lot that I don't know about you, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with WordPress and, and maybe even how you and Liam started working together? Yeah, so... I actually, as you said in my intro, um, I have my degree is in English and I always had an interest in art and design and, you know, like Photoshop and throughout, you know, school and high school. And um, so then when I got to college, I continued to be interested in like graphic design and art and all that. But somehow I decided to get a degree in English. And at the after I got my degree, I kind of thought, what the heck do I do with this? And um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I started looking at jobs and the ones that were interesting to me, which now that I think about it, it's kind of obvious were the ones around like design and so I decided to go back to school for a web design certificate and so I just went to a community college and um, got a certificate. I learned about HTML and Flash which I've never actually used in real life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) HTML and I think I said that already but um, Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign. And so it was really just the very basics of, of, you know, design production work. And while I went through that certificate program, I had a, a teacher who was contacted by a local company who was looking for somebody to help with their website and she told me it was with WordPress. I said, I can't do that. I don't know about that. That's databases. And <laughs> um, she's like, no, it's fine. You can figure that. You can figure it out. And what's, what was really great about 
the going to the community college was that they offered um, access to lynda.com. And so it was through working for, I ended up working for that company that that teacher told me about for, I think, two and a half years. And, you know, I, I did a lot more than just helped with their website, um, as small companies end up doing. So um, I learned a bit about Word, excuse me, WordPress and started taking classes with Girl Develop It as well. So to really kind of, I knew that I wanted to do more of that type of work. And so I tried to learn as much as I could. And eventually somebody that I met from Girl Develop It actually told me about the job with Liam. And so I applied and now we've been working together for almost like three and over three and a half years now. Wow. Not quite four years. So that's kind of my story of WordPress. <laughs> that's a great story. And I know Girl Develop It is a wonderful organization. And I believe the Philly chapter is really active. And I've talked to other people who have sort of found their way via Girl Develop It as instructors and as learners or learners becoming instructors and all of that. So I'm glad to hear that it had a, that it was a positive thing for you too. Um, Lauren, I've seen online um, that you are a self-professed introvert. So I wanted to start a conversation a little bit about that because that's a conversation that a lot of people in the WordPress space and in the tech space touch upon. Um, and, and it's interesting because I think especially in social media, introverts sometimes are not as introverted and, <laughs> as they are in person. And, and there's been um, talk, there's been some sessions, sort of pre-WordCamp sessions, to help people who are maybe introverts or who are shy um, to be more comfortable at WordCamps and events like that. So can you talk a little bit about what that means for you and, and what you're doing around that word introvert? <laughs> yeah, I love this question. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm a total introvert. I like, I've always been very quiet and I like to just kind of observe what's going on around me. And that often doesn't include talking to people. <laughs> um, as it relates to WordPress and working on the internet um, and specifically WordCamps, I found for me um, just kind of, <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I never actually thought about this that much, but we love to do that to people. So <laughs> <catch you> <laughs> <off> guard. <laughs> but the internet can kind of serve as like a platform to for which to observe people before actually knowing them. And so what I have found that really helps me as somebody who is shy and has social anxiety of, you know, talking to, excuse me, people is getting to know them online and that's mostly on Twitter. And so it's kind of getting like acquainted with people in a more comfortable for me way. Um, and so following, yeah, people in, in WordPress on Twitter and starting conversations that way has been 
as has helped me like you you always talk about you too talk about belonging and so I think that helps me to feel like I belong to something that in person would be more uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's it, it's very true that what social media has done for for any of us, whether I don't necessarily think I'm an introvert, but I definitely have some social anxiety. <laughs> what what social media does is it allows you to have a comfort level with someone before you even meet them in person. I was just talking to some some women who I met through WordPress, through Slack and and Twitter and and we hung out together in person and it was kind of like we we already felt like we had a bond before we actually even met. So it breaks down some of that initial getting to know each other. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. It doesn't necessarily take away the sort of awkwardness that you have when you're in person with people carrying on a conversation because you can't, um, you can't type and edit and change your thinking (laughs) mid sentence. (laughs) You can change your thinking, but what you've said already has gone out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, so I'll switch gears away from the introvert a little bit, but maybe it will relate to that and, and ask the sort of our signature question, which we asked ourselves recently, and I realized what a difficult question it is to answer. You know it's coming. <laughs> uh, success. Lauren, how do you define success? What does success mean for you? Yeah, I love this question, and I've been thinking about it a lot, and I loved your both of your answers to, to that in that episode. Um, So I think for me, success is, I think that there's a lot of different aspects that feed into it, but it's personally, it's continuing to grow personally and professionally. Um, It's really kind of being purposeful in like creating my life. And so it's looking at like the default programming, if you will. Um, I looking like the at code reference. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but I like that. Um, looking at the default programming that like I've picked up over the years, and um, being willing to ask myself whether that stuff is working for me anymore and making decisions towards like, whether it's like my mindset or like the actions that I'm taking in my life. Um, And so that's, that's a big part of it. And then also like, I think an indicator for my own success and this, I feel kind of weird saying this out loud, (laughs) but it's really like how I think the point of life and I decided this a few months ago is that I wanted my life to be about loving. And so I can decide or really like the question I can ask myself is how well am I loving other people and my life and the things that are in my life and kind of using that as like a metric for my own success. Does that make sense? That's phenomenal. Yes. I love that. Yeah, that is, uh, 
just filled with wonderful imagery and phraseology. And I absolutely love that. Thank you, Lauren. Um, so you said a number of different aspects about your definition of success that I want to just kind of ask you about. And with the understanding that so much of it is the different aspects, right? Um, you want your life to be all loving and how well am I loving myself and other people? It almost sounds like if I'm hearing you correctly and understanding you correctly, that success is more of a journey than a destination, perhaps. And maybe successful, to put that in, in air quotes, is a nicer stretch of the road where, you know, it's less hilly and less rocky and although hills can be beautiful, but I just mean like in less emotionally and psychologically and all those other leaves, it's less arduous. Would that be something that, that you would agree with that I hear that right, where it's more of a journey and it's about trying to journey quote unquote well? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the kind of images that I've had recently is like the image of, being on a train and it's like the difference between intentionally getting onto the train and like sometimes being thrown off of it by like these default things that aren't serving me and then making the conscious decision to get back on it <laughs> and you know so there's a a certain imagery there with the train that indicates that well we can choose to get on and we can fight getting thrown off, and we can work to a cheek to decide which train to get on, right? Are we going to take the train to New York? Are we going to go to Chicago? Or are we going to go to D.C.? Ultimately, we're not controlling where that train goes, right? Because we get on as passengers, and we're not the driver, and we don't control the speed. And I wonder, in your analogy, as in, in this imagery that you've worked up, which I really like, is was that a deliberate choice where you know, with life, we respond what comes at us and we make choices. And ultimately, you know, we can't control the actions of those around us. And maybe that's kind of like the train. Was that a, were those parts of the analogy that you had explored yet? Yeah. So I love that question. Um, so it's really not a train, <laughs> not a train. So it's really, my choices are how am I showing up in my life? Not what is going on around me. The choices is the choices that I have are how do I respond or react to those things? And I could react in a way that is like default and it might not be default is not always necessarily bad. Like sometimes our default does serve us, but when it doesn't, I think is where the decision is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And I get where default can serve us, but default should be a deliberate choice and not a, well, that's what I always do, right? Because you were going back to thinking about what is default and what does that mean in this situation or this aspect of my life and default can be great. Okay. That I've got sorted, right? I've got that successfully figured out, at least for now. But looking at the other stuff, I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Lauren, what would you say is the most important thing that you do every day um, in this journey? So the most important thing that I do every day is it's kind of, I call it meditating on paper. 
And it's a practice that I learned about through a coaching program that I'm in. And it's um, what you do is basically like do a brain dump onto paper and then look at all of those sentences as just thoughts in my head. And then you take each of those sentences and you do what is called a model on them. And so um, a model is a way of gaining awareness about the things that you're creating with your own mind. And so the idea is that you have your circumstances, which if we think about the train, it's all those things that are happening outside of ourselves, like somebody saying something to us or like stubbing my toe on on something. Um, And so you would have that circumstance and then you have a thought about it. And so from that thought, you have a feeling and while you're feeling that certain way, you do certain things. And then from those actions, you get a certain result. That's a very thoughtful approach to so many things. It seems like, um, I'm going back to your word purposeful that you used earlier, which, which is a word that I gave a lot of thought to as well. So having so much purpose and thought behind your reactions to things that happen around you Sounds like it is very important. It also sounds like it would be hard to do sometimes in the moment. Can you talk a little bit about the challenges around that? Yeah, um, sometimes it's not possible possible for me yet <laughs> to do it in the moment, which is okay. Like it's a practice towards being more conscious and aware of really my own mind. And sometimes it's looking after the fact at what well, what was I thinking in that moment that made me say a certain thing or act a certain way. I have heard though that the more the better you get at it, that you can do it in the moment. <laughs> but um I'm still, you know, it's like we said, it's a journey and it's a practice. Yeah. It's it's a um it's a very intentional, mindful thing to do, to to pause in those moments before reacting. So I can definitely appreciate that. Thanks for sharing that method. That's really cool. I'm going to change it up a little bit uh, if I can and just circle back around to some of uh, a bit, a little bit of a focus on WordPress and, and Lauren, obviously I know you, uh, I recognize you. Uh, (laughs) And, and I know that you're quite active in the WordPress community And I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about that and how you came to get involved and maybe it as it relates back to success and purposefulness and loving well. Uh, What does that all mean to you? Let's let's talk a little bit about you and the WordPress community, if you will. And that's an open-ended question, so sorry like that. But maybe, maybe start with how did you get started and what attracted it? What attracted you to it? And then maybe touch on as you're developing this definition of success, how does that apply to your involvement with the WordPress community? Yeah, so I'll be honest that when I first got involved, it wasn't really out of, it wasn't driven by like love. It was more like 
feeling a sense of needing to be better. And so being better at my own job and being better with WordPress. And so I think when I first got involved, it would have been like 2014. And that would have been going to the meetup that Liam organizes. So that was 2014. And that was 2014. And then how did it go from there? And then it was, Liam, you encouraged me to apply to WordCamp Philly. And you encouraged me through uh, these speaking and which I never would have imagined ever doing as somebody who's very quiet and shy. So then as you spoke at a number of different word camps and presumably you got more comfortable with that or at least liked it or were willing enough to do it. (laughs) Maybe if no other reason, just to make me be quiet and leave you alone. Um, Where did it go from there? To, I don't know if this kind of answers your question, but um, so it was, I see like the history of it as really kind of like I didn't. Re- it wasn't really driven by my current definition of success, and just recently, like the stuff that I'm learning that by doing my own work to be more deliberate and purposeful and mindful in my own life, I'm finding that. I want to share that with other people. And I recently gave a talk at a, um, a meetup and it was, it was about, I taught them the model and that was like, I just really enjoyed that. And so I see my, what I want to continue doing is more of that um, and giving back in that way. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, it yeah. totally does. Thank you. Based on what Liam said, it sounds like you've responded to some um, encouragement and advice. So I'd like to ask you another one of our questions, which is around advice. And if you would share with us any significant or perhaps the most significant advice that you've received and implemented in your life. So there are I came up with two things and I would, I wouldn't necessarily call them advice, but kind of beliefs that I've taken on as true. (laughs) And the one is the practice of using the model in my life. And the, the second is that the idea that, and this might sound silly, but the idea that, um, negative, Negative emotion is not a sign that something's gone wrong. And I learned that on a pod, a podcast. So yeah, as somebody who has social anxiety, like being anxious to talk to people is not a sign that something's gone wrong (laughs) because there's like feeling anxious and being okay with that and being anxious and like wishing I didn't, I didn't feel anxious. So it's like kind of layering on the, negative emotions and so that idea I remember hearing that and I was like why did it literally take me 32 years to learn this like (laughs) yeah that changed my life (laughs) yeah and I I couldn't agree with you more 
that negative emotions, whether they're in anxiety or, or stress or anger or, you know, kind of anything that we might generally speaking consider negative. And, and I really was about 40 before I really appreciate that. So I just Lauren, learned it now. So <laughs> <laughs> you're well ahead of the curve, Lauren, but the understanding that emotions come, right? When someone says you, you won the lottery, you're now a billionaire or a millionaire. We don't decide to get excited. Uh, when somebody, when we stub our toe into the table, we don't decide to get mad or angry at that. It just happens. And I have no idea why that happens, whether that's physiology, biology, or psychology, probably a combo of all three. But it's really how we respond to that emotion that sets us apart, right? And that goes right back to what you were talking about earlier, Lauren, about being purposeful in creating your life and then meditating on paper by analyzing what emotions came in how you process them, how you dealt with them, how you responded to them, how you acted on them. And then analyzing, I'll say your justification about whether or not that was good or bad. And yeah, I, I love that. I love yeah. that. Very, very succinct, very, very comprehensive in your thought process. Thank you. There's another layer there too that I want to talk about that I, that I really latched on to, which is the idea that not only is it, is is that not a negative thing? There's there's nothing no, there's nothing wrong with that emotion, but but that it's actually normal, right? That I think there's I take comfort a lot of times in knowing that I'm not alone. And sometimes you feel like your anxiety or your response to something or whatever's happening to you that you're the only one that's feeling that way or that's ever gone through that experience before. And I think that part of what you of that advice is related to that in terms of it's okay. Like what you're feeling is normal. And I think that's important to point out as well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's excellent. Tara, I'm going to, I'm going to riff on that a little bit and okay, go ahead. And you're probably going to agree with me and just I'm playing with language here, but I'd suggest that there is no normal. There is common or more common or less common. Okay. Yeah. Common is probably a better word than normal. That's true. I probably had a bad word choice there. But the idea really that um, that whatever anxiety you're feeling, that there's nothing wrong with that. So I think that was maybe the word that you used, Lauren, was that there's nothing wrong with the negative emotion. And in fact, that it is common or normal and that, that other people feel that way too, that you're not alone maybe is what I meant to say. So thank you for clarifying that. Yes. Yeah. If I could just say one more thing, I think, I think about it as like, and what I learned from one of my other teachers is that like the fact that we feel negative emotion means that we're supposed to (laughs) like, it just happens. And so, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. It's just a thing that happens. That means a lot to me. Thank you for sharing that, actually. Thank you. So, Lauren, you shared a lot with us around success and advice and thought processes and self-development and self-improvement, and that's been really cool. I'm going to ask this question of you and ask you kind of around this Uh, What's been your biggest challenge to date? And 
it can be work related. It can be kind of personal development related. And how are you or how are you overcoming or addressing that challenge? Yeah, so all of the things that I talked about, like meditation and the, the work that I'm doing in this coaching program has all been driven by um, my biggest challenge has been my own brain. <laughs> and so I mentioned social anxiety earlier, but, you know, I also have like depression and ADHD. And so it's through those challenges that really made me do this deeper work into myself and find, kind of like find a purpose in my life. And I don't think that it's an overcoming. I think it's a, a practice of working with <laughs> these things and not letting them like drown me inside my own head. <laughs> what a thoughtful and purposeful approach to that, Lauren. I really appreciate your sharing that with us. That's uh, sounds like you are in a transition time in a very thoughtful way. So I, I'm excited to see how and where you go with that. Um, and with that, we need to wrap up our interview, unfortunately, because I would love to keep talking to you about this. But I would like it if you would share with us where we can find you more, um, find out more about you, and, and maybe if you could share this process that you're using as well. Oh, yeah. So I have my own uh, website, laurenpittinger.com, but I haven't updated that in probably over a year. Um, <laughs> Welcome to being a web professional. None of us update our sites. <laughs> Twitter is a different story. You can find me on there at Lauren Pittinger. I recently shared a new blog where I'm going to be sharing more about the, the practices that I'm doing to be to create a deliberate life. Um, so I have a new blog called mindful creative life and it's online at um mindful creative dot life okay um and my coach my coach's name is brooke castillo and she is at the life coach school she also has a podcast and website the life coach school.com definitely recommend checking her out yeah, thank you so much. That sounds great. Lauren, it's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much for sharing so many things with us. I really appreciate it and I appreciate the lesson that you had about uh, your advice and taking that to heart today as we speak. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, Lauren. Always a pleasure to see you and chat with you and spend time with you. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, Meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves. <laughs>